Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources. I am your co host, producer Robin Garfield, today in front of the mic. Uh, joining me in studio is Ben Horsley from Granite School District. Ben, how are we doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little depressed about the weather this weekend. And I got to tell you, sitting here in the studio and having this blanket reminder of how crappy the weather's going to be this weekend is not making me look forward to Saturday. I know. We were going to get out. We Last weekend, it was pristine. 75 degrees. Oh, beautiful. We went hiking up South Fork Canyon down in Provo. Uh, it was amazing. This weekend, I think the, the streak is... Like, it could stay the way... I mean, I'm looking out the window. If it just soupy. stay this way... It's September. It's September. I'm, it reminds me of a Neil Diamond song, but I'm not going to sing it on air. But what, what? Just what song, though? Uh, September Morn. Se- yeah. Right. We danced until we. Okay, I, no, I know I won't like go there. his big his big songs. Okay, oh, you don't know that one. You see, now we're no longer pretty good friends. <gasps> Sorry, Robin. We're you gonna know. have to. We're gonna. This, the show is a good run. Um, good luck with the rest. <laughs> Ben's of the just segments. taking off his headphones now. He's gonna mic drop and walk out the door, and then I guess you, maybe not because on these uh, on these text line, keep them coming in on the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Text your comments to five seven five zero zero. It says they gave a better analogy. You are the manager in the dugout. So I guess we are now on the baseball. I don't. I can't do sports analogies. I'm going to try really hard. I have three so boys. Was I in the bullpen? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I, I, I am the worst sports person, and I feel bad because I am the mother of three sons, and they're, they're very sporty. Didn't you work with Doug all this week on Inside Sources? Yeah. You know, what is he, the, uh, the Mr. Utah Sports yeah. or something? we steered clear of sports. I can make very general references to the fact that soccer plays with a round ball. Football is the pointy one. Yes, uh, yes. Basketball goes back to spherical. But other than that, I was on the diving team at Bountiful High. I'll say that. Oh. I don't want to sell myself short. Uh, and I run every day. I'm a runner. But You're team runner. sports. Yeah, running's not a sport. It's <laughs> it's pain. I used to run, too. I ran cross country in high school. And about five years ago, I said, I hate this. Why do I do this? This is not fun. It's just a quick bang for your buck. When I only have 25 minutes in the morning, nothing beats just getting out You know, there. I like the way I felt after I yeah. ran. Yeah, it's endorphins. But and we have where, a very, very fat dog. And I have to take her out. We, I don't know what happened, but she gained so much weight. We're getting way off script here. But anyway. Totally off script. Okay, people have no sense of reality. It's What are they talking about on this text one? It makes the workplace. They're talking about, about workplace, workplace politics. politics. Yeah. It, I actually agree with that. It is a mixture of cultivation theory and a lack of sexual self, not sex, not a lack of sex, <laughs> a lack of self 
actualization. Actual, I can remedy. say that because I'm not a full-time employee of KSL. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're on the payroll. And apparently I won't be back to host anymore either. <laughs> you better right, right now, you know, you better watch. So pivoting into the topic of the moment, uh, we wanted to touch on, uh, and Doug Wright and Steve Sales mentioned it this morning too, about some of the controversy surrounding the Joker movie that comes out next week. I have seen quite a few clips from this movie. I love Joaquin Phoenix. Absolutely adore him as an actor. I think he's one of the better actors of our time, you know, started with uh, Gladiator and... No, uh, that's actually one of my favorite movies of oh, all time, and too. and he's so good in that. Yes. So good. But there is a, a controversy around, is this movie too... And I'm going to use the word, and I'm going to use it straight. I'm not making fun of this word. Is it too triggering for uh, the American public right now on the heels of three mass shootings that we had last month and the month before? Is this movie too dark? Is it too scary? It's a movie uh, about a white male who's disenfranchised by society and then turns to violence uh, in in this movie. So the conversation we're having right now is, should we censor movies? Should we censor art? Is it too much? Is there such a thing as too much? I mean, look at Quentin Tarantino. He's been pushing the boundaries for years and years. But on this one, I don't know, Ben, tell me your take. Is You haven't seen the movie, but what do you think about this? You know, I... I get why people want to see this movie, especially if you're into the comic books and uh, you like the development. I get tired of all the reboots, frankly. So here's my hot take. It's it's rated R. It's probably a little too violent for my take, uh, for my fan. I like to go to the movies with my wife, and she would not be interested in this movie at all. Um, and so I'm the kind of guy who likes to hold hands, and especially now that I have those reclining seats. Sorry, this should be really more movie show you. fodder. Got it, yeah. But uh, I don't know why people want to see this stuff. See, and I'm on the opposite. I'm one of the few, I don't, women, t- you know, there's chick flicks or whatever. I like dark movies. We've seen all three John Wick movies in the theater on opening day. Um, so I will probably see this well, movie. Well, it makes sense since you're dressed in all black right now and have the goth makeup color- going on. <laughs> In ju- well, that's another topic. I did go there in junior high, but uh, no, I. Uh, <laughs> it I was ex- in between her stints on the swim team, apparently. Right. Yeah, uh, goth and diver. I uh, am very excited for this movie, but I do think that there is a conversation to be had. Uh, there, you know, there was the shooting at the Batman movie in Colorado in 2012, where 12 people were killed, and there, the family members of the shooting victims have come out. One of them have come out and said they are horrified by the violence in the new Joker film, uh, and say it shouldn't have been made uh but that that brings up the conversation what what can and can't be made in well, hollywood does, does this uh make viewers sympathetic with a, a homicidal loner at a time when america's faced with some of these things i know universal uh canceled the the release of the hunt yeah uh was that last month um, a, a movie about hunting people. Oh, that's uh, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's actually something to be said. I don't believe in censoring things. I'm a strong advocate for the First Amendment, whether you like what you hear. that does. I, I mean, even these people who want to curb hate speech, guess what? This yeah. is America. Oh, yeah. Get, people get to say things that are offensive. Um, that's our right and privilege. The one, When people want to curb that, I got a problem with and, it. And we should be treated like adults. Right. And make that choice for ourselves. Absolutely. Are we going to go see it? Are we not uh, watching the trailers? You know, there was the original, well, not the, not the original Joker movie that came out years ago, but the the, the Joker movie with um, Heath Ledger. Yes. Uh, where he played the Joker. He was dark. Oh, my gosh. He And I watch scary movies. That role for him, it it disturbed me. Yeah, uh, it, it was a, a lot. little, it was compelling, too, though. And, and, and I admit, I enjoyed watching 
him in that movie. And obviously a life cut short there with respect. I hope to have seen him in additional yeah. features. And then we had the Jared Leto remake, 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 reboot, reboot. And that one was lukewarm. Yeah, me. and uh, you're you're speaking from the Rotten Tomatoes crowd. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how that take was. But looking well. at Joaquin Phoenix and seeing his take on this, uh, I'm excited for the movie, and I'm excited he's in this role. But whether or not we should be censoring it, uh, uh, let us know five seven five zero zero on our text line. Are you going to go see it? What's your take on this? Uh, we do have to go to a break, but coming up next, we are going to be talking about scary, scary movies. movies. When they your threw favorite. me in this seat at the last minute, I begged Ben to let us have a whole conversation about horror movies. So text us in your favorite Halloween movie, 57500. We'll talk to you in a minute. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. in the final days of Diamonds Direct's best offer ever. You have until Monday at 7 to take advantage of this. Five years, zero interest financing with nothing down on any purchase. It's been wildly popular all month long, but time is running out, and this extraordinary opportunity will not be extended. Pick any item, get zero interest financing for five whole years. And here's great news. To accommodate the extra demand, Diamonds Direct will be open special hours this Sunday. Get hours, directions, and details now at DiamondsDirect.com on approved credit. The five-year your no interest finance offer is on at Diamonds Direct with a special focus this weekend on Takori. We've flown in entire collections of all new Takori bridal and fashion jewelry direct from the Takori Design Studios in Los Angeles. And this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, you can choose your Takori handcrafted jewelry and get five years zero interest financing. Rings, bands, earrings, and more from America's leading designer. Make your California Takori dream come true this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And spread your payments over five years with zero interest on approved credit only at Diamonds Direct. At six. 6400 South. Hi, I'm Frank Trigg. Being an athlete, professional fighter, and now a stuntman is physically demanding, but right now I feel at the top of my game. After retiring from fighting in my late 30s, I was in pain from old injuries, gained a ton of weight, and lost motivation. At Universal Men's Clinic, I met with Dr. Eric Hockey and learned that men like me, with physically demanding or stressful jobs, are at risk for low testosterone. My visit got me back on the right track. I started being active again, playing with my kids more. And now I feel better and more focused. Hi, I'm Dr. Arakaki. If you have an active lifestyle or physically demanding job like first responders or construction workers, know that you're at risk for low T. If you'd like to revive your energy, increase your strength, or improve your performance, we can help. Call Universal Men's Clinic at 801-263-7777. That's 801-263-7777. Or visit universalmensclinic.com. Are you taking the plunge? Doing your own plumbing? Don't you find it draining, ha ha? Renting a mainline sewer machine costs more than we charge to unplug a mainline sewer. We're even less expensive than a handyman, and our drain technicians are specialists, highly trained, and Whipple Service Champion certified. That's all they do all day. While you watch, we clean the pipe to the full diameter and inspect our work with a color high-resolution underwater camera. No extra charge. You can see if we completely cleaned the pipe and if there are roots, breaks, separations, or bellies. 
We find mainline problems while they are small and prevent them from becoming big, messy floods requiring sewer replacement. For drain cleaning, there is only one choice, Whipple Service Champions. Plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and drain cleaning. Our today's special is any drain line cleared for just $55, camera included. Call 801-7, wait, that's myself. Call 801-444-FAST. For emergencies, when you call today, we come today. Up next, at the opera, Alfredo opens his heart up to Violetta at a party, but she's already with someone else, so she brushes him off, realizing as the night goes on that she's not entirely disinterested. Fast forward three months, and the two are madly in love, living together on the outskirts of Paris. One day, when Alfredo's away, his own father comes to talk to Violetta, telling her she must leave him because their illicit romance is devastating the family's reputation. Left with a heavy heart and no other option, Violetta flees to her former life in Paris. There, she decides to attend a party on the arm of a former lover. When Alfredo returns home and discovers the love of his life is gone, he's devastated and utterly heartbroken, but determined to seek vengeance. What will happen when he confronts Violetta and her new beau at the Parisian party? Will he ever learn of his father's secret agenda? And finally, will Alfredo and Violetta be able to reconcile before it's too late? Find out how their story unfolds at Utah Opera's La Traviata. So much drama. October 12th through the 20th at Janet Quinney Lawson Capital Theater. Get your tickets at utahopera.org. You don't need to be an expert to recognize the truth. Utah is experiencing an epidemic of depression, suicide, and prescription opioid misuse. But there's hope. All of us can take action to keep our loved ones safe. That's why KSL has teamed up with Intermountain Healthcare and Select Health to bring you hope and help you fight. Listen Sundays at 11 a.m. or on demand at the KSL News Radio app because a healthy mind matters. With the three things you need to know this hour, I'm Lindsay Ertz. First, I-15 northbound in Lehigh won't be closing as planned. UDOT says they finished the teamwork ahead of schedule. It was supposed to be closed through tomorrow. Second, a group of advocates for low-income Utahns wants the tax restructuring task force to look at unmet needs. The group say Utah makes lower-income residents pay a higher share of their earnings in taxes than higher-income people. And third, the incoming storm has forced the cancellation of the yearly Wendover Air Show for the first time in 19 years. It's 70 degrees right now. Back to Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Inside Sources. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. All right, welcome back to Inside Sources on this Friday, not Friday the 13th. That was last week, two weeks ago. I don't know, I've lost track of where we are in life. It's almost October, <sighs> and snow's coming. Uh, went, brace yourself. Isn't that the quote? Winter is coming. Great. I apparently need to introduce myself. Yeah, apparently people have called in and wondered who this Ben guy is, which well, is shocking to me that they're not saying who is this who's Robin. Robin. I don't know. Well, yeah. let's just say we're third stringers. And uh, they basically, I was walking in front of KSL Studios, and they said, hey, we need a guest host today. Our other guest host bailed. Would you come in and talk? And apparently, um, they put me in front of a microphone. Yeah, you so got to be go. careful right now, walking around the building. They'll just stick you in here. There's some definite safety issues in this this area of Salt Lake. Well, and for my part, um, as a producer, I'm excited to be able to guest host today. Uh, usually my job is just running around like a chicken with my head cut off, getting people on the phone, getting interviews set up. That is literally the job description because I've is. sat here watching other producers mm-hmm. and they are chickens without heads. Yes. Uh, so today I have a head. Uh, I am producing and co-hosting. And because I am co-hosting, I asked Ben Horsley if we could spend a moment today uh, talking about something near and dear to my heart. No, not my children. 
no, not my country. They're a close third, maybe ah, fourth. Yeah, not not my country. Uh, I would like to spend the next few minutes talking about scary movies. And I was totally open to this because I, I'm actually an avid horror fan, or I was before I got married. And I want to tell you I love my wife very much. This is not a wife-bashing segment. It's just that I love my wife more than I love horror movies. So I stopped going to haunted houses. I stopped going to see scary flicks. My last uh, resort um, that I gave up even just a few years ago was The Walking Dead and uh. zombie stuff. Um, and my wife That's put it love. to me. She says, why would you bring so much darkness into our world of light? That's a beautiful take. I wish I had that outlook on life. Whereas for me, at the end of a long week, I want something that's just going to rake me across the coals and put me on the edge of my seat and make me feel something, you know? I got to tell you, I love horror flicks, but I still have nightmares about stuff. Like when I get up to go to the bathroom, because now I'm 42, I have to go to the bathroom at least three times a night. Okay. There's something that clicks as soon as you turn 40. Uh, I walk to the bathroom. I refuse to look in the mirror. Because there's that scene from that movie from a few years ago. Oculus? I, I don't remember. The little girls look in the mirror and they're trying to do that Candyman, Candyman oh, thing. Oh, I don't remember that And one. then they, they think it doesn't work and then they go out of the bathroom and it then the appears. scene goes on and like this demon eyes uh -huh. show up. Uh -huh. I refuse to look in the mirror even in the middle of the night. I just go straight to the toilet. I, I try not to think about the horror that might be behind the, the shower curtain besides me. Right. And then run back to the covers because, of course, you're safe when you're under covers. Right. Right? And you just have to have that little breathing hole. That's all that's important. Well, you mentioned not looking behind the shower curtain. And with that, to, to talk about this, I have to play this riff right here. Do you recognize this music? I do. This is the theme song from Bernard Herrmann from Psycho. Uh, which still holds up. Uh, we talked about this yesterday with Doug Wright. Uh, I, I was, my parents were a little older when they had me. My mom was 43 and my dad was uh, 45. And so I was raised. Bless your parents' hearts. Well, they had six other kids. And then with the whole goth swimming thing in high school too? <laughs> a swimming goth. Yeah, that's what I was. Uh, I was raised on Hitchcock. Oh, wow. Uh, Good my, stuff. My mom went and saw Psycho in the theaters and I, they still hold up for me. When I, I took a tour of uh, Paramount uh, Studios last summer and was able to go into the one of the sound lots where they filmed Rear Window and saw that. I cut my teeth on those scary movies. And then in junior high in the 90s, we all saw it. You know, we, we would we would go because you know, it was the first rated R movie I ever saw. And you want to be daring. Uh, I didn't love that. And I will fully admit I have not seen the new It or It 2. And it's because what we were talking about earlier, Ben, I, of all the scary movies I watch, I will not watch scary movies that, that have kids in them. Or Oh, this uh, we talked about this earlier. Yeah. and. I really did love A Quiet Place, mm -hmm. but that first scene, yeah. and if you haven't seen it, I don't want to, yeah, I'm going to, a kid dies. Okay, let's yeah. just be straight up. And it breaks my heart. Like the whole rest of the movie, I just couldn't help but thinking about that little boy because I have yeah. five kids. I mean, 5,000 kids. And it's, you think about this. I don't know if it's something that triggers when you have children, mm -hmm. but any sort of horror flick or do, death that occurs kids. I can do ghost kids. I can do kids who are, but I can't do kids who are being scared. Do you remember that scary movie, The Boy? No. No, it's with the doll. And this was just a few years ago. No, I must have missed You, you one. can do that then. I, he, he's the he's bad the scary, guy. Yeah, I, yeah. Could, I could handle that. Uh, so I have a few recommendations because I was telling Ben, we, my husband and I, every we've been married 12 years. Dan, uh, who I think is listening because he, he keeps sending me very uh, enthusiastic texts about how, how I'm doing. I appreciate that, sweetheart. It's very nice. Very um, supportive. Very my wife supportive. doesn't listen to the radio, so <laughs> there you go. Um, every October, and now it's starting to hit in September and, and August, we watch a scary movie every Friday and Saturday night. 
uh, we Which have is a cool tradition, by the way. It is, and we have the same ones we watch every year. We have our, our standards, and then we try to add new ones every year. And I do have a really strict rubric. I like, and I told Doug this yesterday. I like good, scary movies. I don't want to watch the bad ones. I know that sounds very simplistic. Uh, well, what does that mean? I, I like, mean, I hear what's coming in on our text line: Charlie, Charlie Brown <laughs> and the Pumpkin Patch. I love, very scary. Love very Charlie scary. Brown. I uh, appreciate that mention. So right now, kind of our top uh, standards, and we mentioned this before, and I just as a general note to our KSL audience, some of these are rated R. Some of these, definitely go look at the content before you watch any of these that I'm mentioning. I would hate for someone to watch one and then text me tomorrow and say, oh, my gosh, Uh, Cabin in the Woods. Robin Garfield, 5-7. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Uh, Cabin in the Woods is on my top five. It came at Joss Whedon a few years ago. It's, you told it, me this was funny. It's a comedy, but it's definitely scary. It's more absurdist. It's it's yeah. I hate to say this. It's a commentary on society, but uh, one of my favorites. Another one that we've watched every year that everybody in this building should watch. It's an indie Canadian horror film called Pontypool. And if any of our listeners, please text me in five seven five zero zero if you have seen this movie because it is set in a radio station. It's a zombie apocalypse that happens while a, a guy and his producers right. are on the radio. And he's narrating the whole thing, but he can't see anything because there's no windows in his station. He's in a basement, which is I started in the basement of the Harris Fine Arts Center on the well, radio. Well, I'm just very glad we're not in the basement because now I'm starting to get frightened. Right. And the producers keep turning out the lights. so <laughs> And flickering them off and on. Uh, I would recommend anybody go see Pontypool. It's a phenomenal movie. It's very well done. Very indie. I always joke it probably cost him $20,000 to make. Uh, that's on my top, uh, least top 10 list. We watch that one every year. Uh, another one that came out, I'm going to see if you've seen this one, Ben. It's called It Follows. It Follows. Okay. He's giving me blank stares. Another indie film, very content heavy. Uh, teens. It's kind of a re- remake of the teen horror movie okay. with some interesting... Which I really did like uh, some of those uh, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I know what you did last summer. Yes, Scream, those were fun. Scream 1, Scream 2, Scream... Th- is there a Scream 4? Scream 18. Yeah. That one was actually my favorite because the news lady actually dies. Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that was right. Yeah. Scream I'll, I'll Google that. Scream 18. Right. Yeah. Uh, those movies are fun. They're a lot of fun. And now with the streaming services, we have Netflix and Hulu. They're coming out with some great movies. When are they going to create streaming channels just for like an MCU universe, like Marvel Comics, right? Uh, just yeah. for that. Or just for horror flicks. That would be great. Well, Disney Plus is coming out. That'll have all the... Yeah, I can't wait. I'm yeah. counting down on that one. But there's one on Netflix that's called... Uh, the ritual that we've watched. Uh, it's on Netflix, and it's it's the retake of the walkers in the woods. They they get lost in the forest in Sweden, and stuff happens. See the skinny man. What is it? Slim man. Slender man. Some of that slender man. Uh-huh. Some of this stuff. Like if it's got like devilly components, I just can't handle yeah. that. Uh, but if it's like zombie stuff mm-hmm. or suspenseful, I'm totally down with that. I don't even mind a little gore, uh, chainsaw stuff. I'm okay with that. Psycho people. That's what we deal with every day. So, well, then you should watch. This is a good one. Uh, there's a, a comedy called Dale Tucker and Dale versus Evil. It's another funny slash slasher uh, horror movie. Okay, I'm horrible with names. I'll, and I'm I'll write all these down titles. for you. What, what was the one with the guy from uh, Star Trek who's super funny? And him and his buddy, his buddy, they, his friend turns into a zombie, and he's playing video games. Oh, I don't know. 
Yeah. You know, they're British. Is this newer? And they're trying to get to the Sh- pub. Sean, Sean, Sean of, the of the Dead. Oh, 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 yeah, of course, Sean of the Was Dead. Was that scary? Is that considered scary? It's funny. I like that. I like all of his movies. Simon Pegg. Uh, oh, Simon Pegg. See, I'm yeah, horrible with he's names. Had a lot. We, we do. Thank you so much for What's indulging What's your name me. again? What, uh, my name? I don't oh, even sorry. I wrote I it down here Yeah, I don't even know my own okay. name. It's a Friday afternoon. Nobody okay. knows my name either, and that's cool. Then we can just make it up, and we don't have any accountability. I want to complain about that guy you had on the radio. We don't know who you're talking about. All right. Well, I really appreciate all of our listeners indulging me to take these few minutes to talk about my favorite topic. Coming up, we are going to be talking about a scary topic, uh, flu shots and flu season. We're going to be talking with a representative from the Utah Department of Health on why you should get a flu shot and what to look for this year uh, in flu season. Uh, Stay tuned. Coming up next on Inside Sources. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City, KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. It's two o'clock at Utah's news station. I'm Lindsay Ayers. KSL's top story this hour is breaking news. Officials in California say they found no cause for that massive fire on a boat that ended up. Uh, sinking off Santa Cruz Island that killed 34 people nearly a month ago. Authorities had been painstakingly rebuilding the burned remains of the boat and scouring the ocean floor for more evidence. They say they've finished investigating, but again have found no cause. President Trump's personal lawyer is slamming Senator Mitt Romney on his response to a whistleblower's complaint against the president. Former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani joined Fox News last night and claimed Romney is envious of the president. This guy is not the strongest guy you're going to find anywhere. I wouldn't count on him. And he's bitter about Donald Trump. I mean, every time he it's, it's like a it's like a child. Romney tweeted Sunday, quote, if the president asked or pressured Ukraine's president to investigate his political rival, either the either directly or through his personal attorney, it will be troubling in the extreme. The storm coming in has forced the cancellation of the yearly Wendover Air Show for the first time in 19 years. Organizer Jim Peterson says they usually have great weather almost all year round. The pilots and a number of the air show performers uh, are just not able to come due to the weather. He says the old planes rely on sight instead of instruments and it just won't be safe to fly, but the museum and some exhibits will still be open tomorrow. Your money at this moment, markets are down, the Dow down 68 points, the S&P down 15, and the NASDAQ down 91. Coming up on KSL News Radio, yeah, get the sweaters out. We'll check your KSL weather forecast next. KSL News Time, 201. Get booted up, booted up on all the breaking news overnight. Utah's morning news has constant important updates. Listen each morning 5 till 9. KSL News Radio, Utah's news station. You're in charge of hiring and indeed has solutions. Like company pages where you can get people excited about working for you. And we give you this toy monkey which will bang its symbols when the right resume appears. Okay, there is no monkey. I said there is no monkey! but company pages for sure. See why independent research by Silk Road shows Indeed delivers three times more hires than any other job site. Visit Indeed.com slash promo to try company pages for free. Terms and conditions apply. When it comes to keeping your small business's valuable information safe, Dell Small Business Technology Advisors can recommend tailored security solutions like servers, storage, networking. Plus, right now, get up to 45% off select business computers with Intel Core processors. Running your own small business is a big challenge, but with the right partner, it's a lot easier. To speak with an advisor today, call 877 by dell 
That's 877-BY-DELL. Here's an equation you're really going to like. It all adds up to big savings, so let's do the math. Now you can get Xfinity Internet and Xfinity Mobile, each for $30 a month. That equals awesome Wi-Fi from America's best Internet provider and the best LTE on the go. It's the ultimate coverage solution. And it's all in the numbers. You can save up to $800 a year on your wireless bill with Xfinity Mobile. And until October 27th, you could even get $250 back when you purchase an eligible smartphone. It's basically the perfect equation. Xfinity makes savings simple. Easy, awesome. Don't miss out on Xfinity Internet and Mobile, each for $30 a month. You'll get Internet for 12 months with a one-year agreement and Xfinity Mobile with 3 gigabytes of shared wireless data plus unlimited nationwide talk and text. Go to Xfinity.com slash save big, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit an Xfinity store today. Internet offer ends 11 New performance plus Internet customers only, equipment taxes and fees extra and subject to change. After agreement term, regular rate supply, mobile savings compares to Verizon and AT&T plans. Even though you've got a garage, do you always have to park your car outside? Closets by Design can help you make extra room in your garage before winter so you can protect your car from the harsh weather. Throughout September and October, get 40% off any order, plus an additional 15% off for garage storage and floors. Schedule a free, no-obligation in-home consultation and get a movie pass for two. Closets by Design has been an industry leader since 1982 and offers custom-tailored designs with the highest quality production for closets, garages and garage floors, home offices, wall beds, media centers, laundry rooms, pantries, and hobby rooms. Closets by Design has earned a reputation as the industry leader in customer service and total customer satisfaction. Imagine your home totally organized. Call Closets by Design at 385-831-6310. That's 385-831-6310. Or visit the Closets by Design showroom in Lehigh or online at closetsbydesign.com. Traffic and weather together brought to you by Mountain America's lowest visa rate ever. Ricky Meese, what's going on? Well, we do have some slow traffic on northbound I-15. This is as you're going between 114th and 7200 south. That's really the only patch of slowing on I-15 or the rest of your Salt Lake County freeways. And crews are still clearing a crash, blocking northbound lanes of traffic. Harrison Boulevard, 4800 south in Ogden. Volkswagen Southtown will double your money if you put down $2,000 towards a new or used car. They'll match it and you'll have a $4,000 down payment. VWSouthtown.com. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. Well, the storms are coming tomorrow. We're going to see highs only around 63 with rain showers likely. And then more storms on Sunday with a high of only 55. Same for Monday. Storms could carry over with a high of 59. It's 70 right now in Salt Lake City at KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. This is Utah's news station. Inside sources. Inside sources. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources. We are tripping through the afternoon. No, I didn't mean that. I meant it like struggling through the afternoon. We I'm are. struggling. Did you hear the weather report? Yeah. Yeah. Say goodbye, 75. Here to stay. That kind of was, that's not like a song. We should. Put it some Neil Diamond tunage and do some slam poetry. Say goodbye, seventy five. So I knew I get you to sing. 
I totally did. <laughs> I'm a Neil Diamond fan. I'm not going to lie about it. Oh, man. Uh, we are encouraging our listeners once again to text into the Utah Community Credit Union text line 57500 and comment on any of the topics that we have been talking about today. Scary movies, including the song I just sang. Uh, and that, that could be made into its own movie. Uh, tell me what your favorite scary movie is. Someone did say Charlie Brown and the Great Pumpkin, which is a great uh, Iconic, thrilling, horrific film. But right now, we are going to segue into another scary topic, which is the fact that uh, flu season is coming right up. I'm not actually sure, and we can ask our guest what when is considered flu season. But on the line with us right now is Keegan McCaffrey. He's an epidemiologist at the Utah Department of Health. Keegan, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And I, I mentioned off air, I was going to ask you this. Before we get into the flu, Keegan, epidemiology, tell me... Epa what? Epidemiology. Well, it's, you know, it's the study of virus. Well, tell us what epidemiology is and, and, and what inspired you maybe as a five-year-old years ago to to want to aspire to be I wanted to be a bus driver when I was a kid. What inspired <laughs> you to be an epidemiologist? And I said it there yeah. without... Yeah. Keep going. So epidemiology is the study of diseases and how we can prevent them. So it's part of understanding why and how diseases transfer between people, and it's also part, uh, how can we prevent them from transmitting? So instead of looking at how do I treat this one patient, in epidemiology, we look at how can we prevent the community as a whole from getting sick? Um, And so I like epidemiology because it's uh, kind of a mixture of that science, but also being a detective, seeing what's making people sick out there. Um, I actually started, so when I was five, um, I loved being outside, and I actually, I was a big fan of frogs. And so I actually started studying ecology, and I loved being outside, and I studied diseases in frogs. But, you know, you just don't have the kind of impact trying to prevent frog diseases as people diseases. So uh, I switched to being an epidemiologist at the Utah Department of Health, and I've never looked back from them. So what you, what you really could have summarized that with, Keegan, is that I'm a very smart person, and uh, <laughs> that's why I wanted to do smart things with my life, because that sounded all very, very smart when you say scientific-y things like that. <laughs> Well, I, I think it's also that we in epidemiology like to work with people. So, Oh, well, we're glad you're out there every time. And I'm, I'm going to really quick reference this. Every time I watch a scary movie where there's a zombie outbreak, there's always an epidemiologist at ground zero trying to figure out how to stop the spread of... Absolutely. And that's actually my only contact with, with this field, yeah. is zombie flicks. So but, it's appropriate that it's <laughs> almost October and, and almost flu season. Is that correct? It is, yeah. Unfortunately, flu season's coming. Is we're, we're rolling into the fall. Um, flu season, we usually say, in the U.S., lasts from October to May. But in Utah, we re- usually don't see uh, the worst of flu season until December through February. So it is rolling into flu season, but we're not going to start seeing, hopefully, people getting sick really soon. Okay, so I'm going to cut you off. I'm not going to say your title again. I don't want to mispronounce it on air. So I'm just going to say, Mr. Smart Person from the Health Department, help me understand, because I hate getting the flu shot. And I'm not some anti-vaxxer at all. I I just don't like needles, and um, I don't like the flu. And when you're getting the flu shot, you're getting a mini dose of the flu. So help me out here. So what? yeah, um, this is a great time to get the flu shot first. It's before flu spreading. 
Um, and so we really encourage everybody to get a flu shot, everybody six months and older to get a flu shot before the end of October. Um, so first, flu, uh, there's a couple different types of flu vaccines. Some of them do uh, contain weakened viruses, but other ones don't contain any viruses at all. They just contain pieces that can help your body uh, develop immunity. So none of the flu shots can actually make you sick from the flu. Um, Why do I always feel like crap after I do get a flu shot? It's all in your head, Ben. It's, is it it's mental? Placebo. placebo. You're calling me mental. Uh-huh. Okay, thanks. Robin just called me mental on the air, everybody. Just Keegan, so you know, you know, I'm just gonna roll right over that. Keegan, uh, tell us a little bit. I know you can forecast flu projections, and and you know, it's like a weather forecast. Tell us this year what things are looking like. So it's actually really hard to forecast the flu. The flu is really unpredictable. Um, so we don't know what this season is going to look like. What we do know is that um, one of the ways we look at what kind of a flu season we can expect is we will look at um, what kind of flu season South America and Australia had because their winter, their flu season is during our summer. And they're coming off of a really bad flu season. Um, so that's one thing that's concerning. Another thing is our last two flu seasons were also uh, pretty bad ones. The 2017-2018 flu season was the worst we'd seen in Utah in at least a decade, and then last year was a really long flu season. And so together they were one and two of the most hospitalized people we've ever seen uh, with the flu. I believe so, actually in all seriousness we actually yeah, saw some deaths there as we'll, well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, hopefully we'll get a break this year. But it's, it's really difficult to forecast, and that's because we don't know what kind of a season we have. It's really important to get your flu vaccine right now to protect yourself in the upcoming months. And you said it's uh, anyone six months or older. Uh, is there any recommendations for the elderly or pregnant women who, who can and can't get the flu vaccine this year? Yeah, anybody six months and older. And in fact, in the elderly and in pregnant women, it's particularly important to protect yourself from the flu. Um, those are people uh, that we tend to think of as more high risk for getting very sick with the flu. so Really quickly, um, we're running yeah. up on a hard break here, but you can get the kind without the shot. Is that right? Is that as effective? Can you speak to that for a second? Yeah, so there are um, some flu shots without the needle. Uh, those are um, administered through the nose, and uh, you can get any shot that your doctor or pharmacist recommends. So if you do, do want to get a flu shot without a needle, they're all on the board this So you year. just ask for it, is that right? You go to your favorite provider. Uh, they have those drive-up clinics. I can just simply ask for it, a nasal. I think they have to administer. Did he say you, you can administer it or they have to administer it there? Or Either way, I should ask for it, right? Yes. Yep. Call your doctor. See where they recommend you go get it. And see, I'm on the opposite end of Ben. I love getting the flu shot. I march my three kids as soon as, like, right now, You just it, it reminded me today, it's on my radar, we're going to go get our shot, and I have not had... I can hear a kid screaming in the background you know right what? now. It's just just music to my ears. It keeps us all from getting sick. Uh, Keegan, we well, really... Well, by getting the shot, you're protecting all the people around you as well. Exactly. get the shot, you don't want to be the person... This is one time I just want to be selfish. I'll go, I'll go, fine. <laughs> Got to beef up that herd immunity. Uh, Keegan, thank you so much. Keegan McCaffrey, from he's an epidemiologist at the Utah Department of Health. We really, really appreciate you joining us today. Uh, good luck this year and this year's flu season. Thanks for having me. 
All right, uh, we are going to take a quick break. Coming up, we are going to be talking about why it is that millennials are leaving big cities. Text us your thoughts about anything we're talking about today. Five seven five zero zero. We will be right back. Amanda Dixon has a new co-host, longtime KSL anchor Tim Hughes. I just love Tim. I actually trained her on the board 30 years ago. They're journalists. The newsmakers know Tim, and Tim knows them. Bottom line, it's Amanda's not just intensity, but her intelligence. They are friends. We can talk kids. Tim loves basketball as much as I love. He loves basketball more than I love basketball. I guess the number one thing everybody asks me is, how much caffeine does that girl drink in the morning? (laughs) Introducing Utah's Morning News, now with Tim Hughes and Amanda Dixon. Weekdays 5 till 9 on KSL News Radio. When I grow up, I want to be an animal doctor. Millions of children in the U.S. and around the world dream, but poverty prevents them from reaching their potential. Save the Children is there to help, giving them a healthy start, the opportunity to learn, and protection from harm. See how one small act from you can create a ripple of change for children, their communities, and the future we all share at SaveTheChildren.org. Save the Children. Changing a life lasts a lifetime. Now's the time to get an unbeatable deal on men's long-wearing, fashion-forward suits on sale at all Mr. Mac stores. Hi, I'm Alema Harrington. If you think you've had great prices before, then brace yourself. You buy one suit at $2.99, and you're going to get the second one for just a dollar. That's right. Buy one for $2.99, and the second one is just a dollar. Mr. Mac has worked with the leading manufacturer on a special purchase of over 5,000 suits in a wide range of sizes, colors, and fit. Come check out the latest fashion colors and patterns on sale now at Mr. Mac. With suit sizing starting at 36 all the way up to 56, it's an unbeatable value on traditional, modern, or slim fit suits. Now, while supplies last, buy one for $2.99 and get the second for just a dollar. Mr. Mac, free alterations with on-site tailor shops. Mr. Mac, from Logan to Oraming. Remember, no one buys, no one sells, and no one cares the way we do. Absolutely no one. Up next, at the opera, Alfredo opens his heart up to Violetta at a party, but she's already with someone else, so she brushes him off, realizing as the night goes on that she's not entirely disinterested. Fast forward three months, and the two are madly in love, living together on the outskirts of Paris. One day, when Alfredo's away, his own father comes to talk to Violetta, telling her she must leave him because their illicit romance is devastating the family's reputation. Left with a heavy heart and no other option, Violetta flees to her former life in Paris. There, she decides to attend a party on the arm of a former lover. When Alfredo returns home and discovers the love of his life is gone, he's devastated and utterly heartbroken, but determined to seek vengeance. What will happen when he confronts Violetta and her new beau at the Parisian party? Will he ever learn of his father's secret agenda? And finally, will Alfredo and Violetta be able to reconcile before it's too late? Find out how their story unfolds at Utah Opera's La Traviata. So much drama. October 12th through the 20th at Janet Quinney Lawson Capitol Theater. Get your tickets at utahopera.org. With the three things you need to know this hour, I'm Lindsay Ayers. First, officials in California say they found no cause for that massive boat fire off Santa Cruz Island that killed 34 people nearly a month ago. Second, President Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, is slamming Senator Mitt Romney on his response to a whistleblower's complaint against the president. Giuliani told Fox News last night Romney is envious of the president over winning the election. And third, I-15 in Lehigh isn't closing tonight after all. UDOT says they finished their work ahead of schedule. It's 70 right now. Back to Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. 
Inside Sources. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Inside Sources. I am your co-host, Robin Garfield, in front of the mic today. I normally am running around crazy behind the mic, and today I'm doing a little bit of both. And I'm joined in studio by uh, Ben Horsley, the non-chicken head, chicken headless. You have a head. Yes, my head is here intact. Uh, ben sent me a link last night where we were kind of workshopping some ideas for the show today. Uh, it was a link to a. Uh, a study, some of the census data that's come out, and that shows that millennials, which apparently I am part of this demographic, although I don't feel like it. I'm 36. My husband's 33. Uh, is that right, honey? Or 34? I don't know. He'll text me. Would you me. text in, please? Yeah, Dan, would you text know. me how old you are? I'm pretty sure he's born in 85. Someone else do the math. Holy cow. I know. He's, he's young. So he's 35. Well, he was. Five, I was 77. He's 5'5, oh, five, no. five, 85. So he turned 35. In. Yeah, don't make me do math. I All can't. Right. Let's yeah. keep going. Dan, if you're listening, text me how old you are. Um, anyway, we are millennials, the two of us, because I think it ends at 36. I think they're saying it's 82 if you were born between 82 and 90-something. Right. Well, I'm firmly entrenched in the Gen X. Is that and what? I, yeah, I, I'm solid Gen X. So millennials, which is apparently me and my husband and my family, are, are according to the new latest census data, we are leaving cities and flocking to suburbs and, and even some of the more rural areas of the country. I mean, just off the cuff, I can speak to a lot of reasons why this may be uh, without even reading the study. But uh, Ben, without you being a millennial, but maybe still in this demographic, where, do you live in the city? Do you guys? No, I actually live just north here in Davis County, so firmly in the suburbs. The... Uh, I mocked millennials several weeks ago when I was guest hosting with respect to the fact that many of them were just not getting into the workforce. Um, they were uh, not purchasing their own housing. They were staying at home longer. Uh, but now it seems like there's something I can agree with. Why do people want to live in these large cities? I have no idea. We just moved here uh, from San Francisco, but not from the city. We lived about 25 miles south of the city for five years in a city called Redwood City. That was a lot of cities. Uh, It was a suburb of San Francisco. But I will say my friends who lived in San Francisco and my friends who live in Salt Lake City, having a family, which as a millennial, we can have kids. Now you do have kids. If it's all the way up to 37, most of us do have, have kids. Living in a city, especially a city like San Francisco, and Salt Lake is a little easier, very prohibitive to families. Absolutely. Uh, Transportation-wise, cost-wise, and even us in the Bay Area itself, I would say, is prohibitive to families. Uh, The cost of living there is outrageous. But living in a city comes with some real logistical issues of getting around, parking, paying twice as much for an apartment or a condo that you would pay. But you gain commuting. Well, I still don't get it, though, because I did go visit New York City this last summer with my my, uh, family, Um, me and my five kids, my 5,000 kids wandering around New York City, wondering why we were in this place. My kids did not enjoy it at all. It's hard. We went to Central Park. That was their most favorite part. Because it's open. Yeah. Open space, playgrounds, things of that nature. They don't get the environment. I don't get why people want to live in large cities in the first place. So this is an article from Fox Business talking about some of the census data. It says, after years of stagnant growth in the wake of the financial crisis, suburban towns now account for 14 of the 15 fastest growing U.S. cities with populations over 50,000, according to census data. Uh, So people are moving to the suburbs. It is cheaper. Um, It is easier to get around. I do see an appeal. Let's just roll the clock back. I got married when I was 24, but let's just say from those years between, I don't know, 18 to 24, I can see the appeal of wanting to live in a city uh, downtown, be able to walk to businesses, walk to shops, walk to the movies, uh, walk to work, possibly. That would be phenomenal, but not with kids. 
So I can see the whole millennial generation kind of shunning owning a vehicle or some of these other uh, uh, landmark decisions you mm-hmm. make as you move into adulthood. Uh, I can see moving to that for that special job uh, or maybe it is. But I, I, I was sitting with our Uber driver in New York City and he was telling me, I'm like, you'd be an Uber driver anywhere. Why do you want to live? And he had six kids. Ugh. And I, the cost of housing, the uh, just the traffic alone, I like people, but I don't like people that much. And to be that close to that many people all at once, I have a hard time driving out in South Jordan with how crammed the roads get out there. Well, and we just moved back, so we bought a house in the eastern area of Salt Lake City. So we our, our zip code technically is Salt Lake City. However, we live by the zoo. We're not uh, downtown. But it is... That feeling of being squished in, not where we live, but coming downtown, yeah. you know, being squished in with other people. Um, this is interesting. It says, uh, as a result of staggering student loan debt, uh, $1.6 trillion, the largest amount of non-mortgage debt in the U.S., millennials have been delaying buying a house. First-time buyers now estimate they need an additional 1.5 years to save for a down payment compared to 30 years ago, according to an analysis conducted by Zillow. Um, so it, it, I know... We're, we kind of whine a lot. I'm going to say we, as a millennial, about the cost kind of living. Of. Sorry, keep going. A little bit, you know, every once in a while. But the fact that people are thinking about needing a down payment for a house, in my mind, is a good thing. That is very promising. I will point out this other story from the Los Angeles Times that uh, cited that a lot of people were, a lot of millennials were actually moving out of California altogether. And then uh, couched with uh, many conservatives found that the environment was just hostile in addition to the cost of living being prohibitive. And I don't want, to, you know, I have, I have traveled a lot. My dad was a pilot, so I've traveled all over the world. I've only spent 12 hours in New York City. In my entire 36 years of life, I had a layover two years ago, and I, I've only been in that city of cities for 12 hours. It made me terrified. And people love New York, and I want to go back, and I want to visit it. That smells funny. It, it was so busy, and the transportation. Um, but I have friends who have lived there for years, and they love it. And some people love living in big cities. And when they move to the suburbs, they feel shell shock, the culture shock of you know, the slower pace. Well, I'll tell you what. One thing I did not mind about New York City, and I'm going to complain and rail against Utah drivers, is the drivers. They were super aggressive, but I had no problem with that. And I'm it. not even super aggressive myself. But there's just this natural tendency. If you get your nose in, you're good. And people are just – everything's moving, and it's moving fast. Well, and we lived uh, in the Bay Area for five years, and it was a point of pride for me that I could drive my Honda Odyssey through downtown San Francisco like a race car driver. I was good. And my siblings and in-laws who would come to visit – because you get you have, you have to you get have good to. at that. You the first year was scary, it. but learning the one-way streets and the narrow alleys and the – you know, you got to gun it to get around people and, you know, couriers on bikes and UPS trucks. Driving in downtown Salt, uh, San Francisco was a rush. I, I miss that because well, Salt Lake I City. I, I felt that same thrill driving my Suburban around New York City. And I and people would see this 5, black Suburban. Kids. Yeah, with my 5,000 kids. Uh-huh. We all fit and with seatbelts, no less. People thought it was always somebody important pulling up. And then my five, it was like a clown car, people getting out, right? They just keep coming and coming and coming. A point of pride there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I get I get both takes. But it is interesting that a lot more millennials are moving to the suburbs because there has been so much urban development trying to get people to move into to the city centers. You know, right. Salt Lake City. Well, you itself. see the housing crisis here and the, yeah. the cost of those apartments. Mm-hmm. And it's cheaper in the suburbs, even for uh, smaller locations. Yeah. And we really would like to get your take on this. If anybody has, uh, if you've moved 
moved, maybe if you've been to one of these, what do they call it? Urban shift or someone who's moved out of a city to the suburbs or from the suburbs to a city. Text us on the Utah Community Credit Union text line at five city. Five Five city. Five city. That city as well. Five, seven, five, zero, zero. And tell us what you think. If you if you have kids, would you live in a big city like New York? I've spent more time. This is going to sound kind of snobby. Oh, dear. I've spent more time in European cities than I have in maybe the larger American U.S. cities. Uh, I lived in Madrid for a while. I've never been outside of the United States, oh, so well. except for like Mexico, so there you go. Uh, I lived in Madrid during uh, college. I did a, a semester there studying art and humanities. You're Again, a world traveler and have only spent 12 hours in New hours York City. In New York it's, City. It's, it's a travesty. But uh, in Europe, big cities are just, I mean, again, with the knowing how to get around, and, and but they have really utilized public transportation. But you there. can see, though, the shift of the demographics, though. If you want to have a family, a big city's not going to meet your needs. Yeah, it, it definitely is hard and where to park, uh, so uh, where to get around. It is it is a problem. I could One see last startling hard. statistics from this uh, Los Angeles Times story said, so, 20% of Californians pay more than 50% of their income for housing. 20%? Oh, yeah. Fifty. Per, how can you afford to pay 50% of your income? Well, I'm going to say this on air. We just moved here from San Francisco, or from the Bay Area. Uh, we are not overtly wealthy people, uh, my husband and I. We, we. I know how much KSL producers we, make. We, we are practical, right. and we, we are savers, but we were paying $4,000 a month to live in a two-bedroom, one-bathroom house, and most of our friends said that was a screaming deal, that we had two bedrooms. And this, I'm not being hyperbolic. I'm not saying this is this was this is the the ordinary. Again, why would you? And then well, we add moved. in all the traffic. Yeah. Add in the cost of living for the other things. Everything like fuel. went to housing for us. Yeah. And so moving back to Utah has been such a breath, breath of fresh air. We're in soccer. A breath of fresh air. Uh, it, yeah. Yeah. Tell our lawmakers. Pun intended. Uh huh. Um, but it, it has been uh, a good shift for us. And I did love the Bay Area. There's a lot of things that uh, it had to offer that it's we It's a nice place to visit. 75 year-round. You can't, you can't beat that. Uh, so if you have any thoughts or comments on urban sprawl, urban spread, moving in and out, uh, there's a word for it I can't think of. Upward mobility, maybe something like that. Uh, give us a text. Let us know your thoughts. We are going to uh, go into news here in just a minute. But please uh, go check out our KSL News Radio uh, Facebook page. We're doing a quiz. A quiz a poll right now on whether or not you... Where are all the First Amendment folks? 30% only say it's okay to talk about politics in the workplace. So we're asking, yeah, do you think it's appropriate to talk about politics in the workplace? Still send us your scary movies, and don't forget that all those Californians are now moving to Utah. (laughs) All right, uh, coming up next, we're going to touch real quick on a very interesting news story about a fifth-grade teacher in Indiana who is banning dating and relationships amongst her fifth grade students. Uh, Stay tuned for this conversation in just a minute. My savings are gone. Okay, where were they last? Here, right before I spent them on the vacation to Aruba. Weird. Not weird. Not saving now means no money later. For free ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Sure, humans can be a little weird at times. But take it from me, I'm a dog. And a person is about the best thing that can happen to a shelter pet. So if you want to learn how you can be that person, get down to your local pet shelter or visit the (laughs) shelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. 
It's 2.30 at Utah's news station. I'm Lindsay Ertz, KSL's top local story this hour. It may seem early in the year to talk about snow plows, but Utah is officially getting them ready. Meteorologists expect heavy rain and possible snow in the higher elevations. But UDOT isn't pre-treating the streets just yet. Spokesman John Gleason says they don't expect the snow to stick on the roads, even in the higher elevations. As far as these early season storms, they don't present much of an impact to us because they're usually warmer storms. The ground temperatures are, are warmer. Still, Gleason says they're converting a lot of their work trucks into snow plows so they can be ready. Plus, they're sealing up cracks in roads to prevent water from seeping in. An accused serial killer will stay behind bars on $50,000 bail for allegedly stalking teen girls. Chad Flitton is accused of following a group of teen girls through the Farmington Harmon's grocery store. In a hearing today, prosecutors say Flitton is a danger to the community. This is an individual who his history demonstrates uh, an unwillingness to uh, respond to law enforcement, an unwillingness to obey or comply with court orders and a propensity to engage in stalking and other sexual-related offenses. Court records show the 44-year-old has faced multiple charges over the last decade, including sexual battery and stalking. KSL's top national story this hour from ABC News. In the wake of the hundreds of cases nationwide of people getting sick or dying due to vaping, Washington State is taking action. Governor Jay Inslee announcing an emergency order today. It will ask the State Board of Health to adopt emergency rules to ban all flavored vapor products, including flavored THC products. More than 800 people have gotten sick after vaping, and at least a dozen people have died. The CDC has urged people not to use vaping products. Your money at this moment. Markets are closed. The Dow ending down 70 points. The S&P down 15, and the Nasdaq down 91. Coming up on KSL News Radio, no snowsuits yet. We'll check your KSL weather forecast next. KSL News Time, 232. Utah's morning news. More than information. It's news with local anchors. Real people you can connect to. Your morning companions. 5 till 9 on KSL News Radio, Utah's news station. Socialism. It doesn't happen overnight, it happens piece by piece, bit by bit until the government is running every aspect of our lives. And that's the problem with a new scheme in Congress called government rate setting. If it passes, rate setting would mean federal bureaucrats and big insurance companies team up to decide exactly how much our health care should cost nationwide. And if that sounds like a big step towards Medicare for All, well, it is. And just like Medicare for All, no one is going to like what rate setting does to our health care. Smaller networks, doctor shortages, hospital closures... One step closer to government running every aspect of our lives. But Congress can change that. So call Senator Mike Lee at 202-224-3121 and remind him to choose patients and physicians, not socialist medicine. Because government rate setting is not the answer for surprise billing. It'll only make things worse. Paid for by Dr. Patient Unity. When it was up to me to tune up the furnace and change the filters in the house, I procrastinated and forgot. That's embarrassing because I'm a heating and air conditioning contractor. Had been keeping the place comfortable, but I didn't do the tune-up, so my filters were so plugged that the combustion chamber was either going to turn molten red or shut itself off. 
we woke up with icicles on our noses. That's why I created the Whipple Service Champions Extra Privilege Service Agreement. Now thousands of Whipple Service Champion Club members, me included, count on Whipple Service Champions for regularly scheduled tune-ups on our furnaces, air conditioners, plumbing, and electrical systems. When you become a club member, you get front-of-the-line service, big discounts, free tune-ups, free safety inspections, and the best technicians in town. I guarantee it. It's time to tune up your furnace now, so call 801-444-FAST. When will they come? Heating troubles all gone. For emergencies, when you call today, we come today. Simplicity and convenience. With the Golden West Visa Signature Card, you earn unlimited 1.5% cash back on every purchase, every day. And there is never an annual fee. Plus, the Visa Signature Card is loaded with travel benefits, including TSA pre-check reimbursement. Apply for your Golden West Visa Signature Card and start earning unlimited 1.5% cash back today at GWCU.org. We'll take care of you. Ready for auto insurance at credit union rates? Golden West Insurance Services offers auto insurance with discounted rates for credit union members with savings up to 35%. Our responsive and experienced locally based agents will independently shop multiple carriers to make sure you get the best coverage and biggest savings possible. Get your free quote today and save with the experts at Golden West Insurance Services. Conveniently located in any Golden West credit union branch. Insurance not a deposit product and not insured by NCUA. Purchasing insurance will not affect the extension of credit. Amount saved not guaranteed and may vary. Traffic and weather together brought to you by Mountain America's lowest visa rate ever. Ricky Meese, what's going on? We do have a little bit of heavy and slow traffic northbound I-15 in Davis County moving from Layton up to Clearfield. A crash with possible injuries. Redwood Road about 9,500 south and in West Jordan a crash called out 7,800 south about 4,400 west. Bedrock Quartz, beautifully shaping nature's stone with custom quartz and granite countertops for your home. Only eight days from template to install. Visit four Utah showrooms or bedrockcourts.com. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. Enjoy today's 70s because tomorrow's going to be cooler with a chance of rain showers. And then Sunday, going to see even cooler temperatures with a high of 52. And rain likely into Monday with a high then of 60. Right now it's 71. And mostly cloudy at KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. This is Utah's news station. Inside sources. Inside sources. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Oh, welcome back. Uh, we are almost done with the show. I think we've just about survived our two and a half hours of airtime today, Ben. And my stomach is growling. You know it's lunchtime. Yeah, we miss all that because of the the way the show works mm-hmm. there. So I apologize to the viewers and or listeners in advance. If it goes out over the airwaves, uh, we are segueing in right now to a really phenomenal. I don't. It's just this is a meaty, great radio uh, topic that we're gonna. It's, we better it, see some texts on this. Yeah, five seven five zero zero Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, it's it, it involves parenting, dating, teachers, education. So Ben, uh, so I'll read the, the headline real quick, and then you you promised me a great story about this. But it's fifth grade teachers in Indiana are banning dating to reduce quote broken hearts. Broken hearts at the fifth grade. Uh-huh. So let me tell you, tell we have story. some good friends and that we hang out with them all the time. And we have, I've got 5,000 kids. They have 3,000 kids. I also have 3,000 So kids. they have all girls. I have mostly boys. So you can imagine that sometimes there's this interplay like we're going to be from India and have our kids mesh up mm-hmm. and have arranged marriages. 
Well, the two that actually sync up the most are two who happen to be fifth graders, right? They're two bright, wonderful individuals. Um, mine is the boy, theirs is the girl. They're in their class just earlier this week, and they have broken up the classroom into um, houses because the teacher is totally, wonderful teacher, into Harry Potter. So they have different tables with the different houses. Well, they all those have the prefect table, which if you're familiar with uh, Harry Potter at all, prefects are the kids mm-hmm. who are like outstanding, right? right. They're, so they move kids off and out. When the kids are behaving exceptionally well, they get to be at the prefect table, right? So uh, my son is sitting across from his counterpart, who we hope to arrange that marriage at some point. Uh, and she's super cute, and he's a cute kid, and we're not even talking about this, right? It's not even a thing. But uh, they like each other. They're friends, right? And the teacher gives them this assignment and says, you can either do this by yourself or you can uh, you can uh, do it with a partner. Team up. And so, yeah, so very cute friend of my son's uh, looks across the table, and she's like, you want to work on this together? And he just gives her the, he's so cool. He's a little stud, right? He's like, yep. (laughs) Right? And Um, then uh, the other kid who's at the table, just a couple seats over, scooches over to try to get in on the group, right? Because he's like, I want to do this assignment with with my buddy here. And my son's like, yeah, no, we're not doing this. Like multiple times, like, nope, nope, shutting it down. Nope, I got my friend here. She's my lady friend. So apparently uh, this is a thing. So, so dating then I have to in ask the fifth you, grade. As a parent, are you encouraging this? Are you forbidding it? Are you well, creating a Romeo friends, and Juliet? They're fine. I mean, we'll set up the endowment later and have the, the five cow wife thing come down it's the pipe. the hope chest. Right. Get all that ready. Whatever. We're not there yet. But uh, apparently, according to this story, we had uh, some teachers have issue with that. So here are the details. Here's the details we know uh, right now, breaking, coming in, uh, story developing. No. A fifth grade teacher in Indiana uh, at Riverside Elementary School in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Indiana uh, told her students to make sure that relationships have ended and not just, hey, we're going to discourage that. She gave them, what was it, two to three days to cut a things deadline. off? A deadline. All things must be end ended now. By, so I'm going to tell a really quick vignette. Let me tell you what my take is on this as a parent and as a former child uh, of dating age. In junior high, I had a, a, my first boyfriend that my parents hated and they forbade me from ever seeing him again. So guess what? That's all you did. Every chance I got, I snuck out of the house to go see this boyfriend because it created this Romeo and Juliet. And the minute they said, eh, we're not so, we're not so, this is okay. He's okay. He was not the no, I broke up with flavor of the week wasn't anymore. wasn't fun anymore. Uh, so I'm going to say that if anything else, we're going to create all of these young uh, star-crossed lovers situation with banning dating. So parents uh, in Indiana were not happy with this, at least some of the moms. This one mom said uh, she came home from school furious after teachers uh, told her son that he was not allowed to date. Uh, she said she wants people to know, quote, this isn't a debate on whether fifth graders should date or not. I think it's my right as a parent to let my child know if they're allowed to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, no matter what their age. And the teacher said the reason they're banning dating is to prevent heartbreaks. So somebody with a little bit of education background, I'm going to sound off on this particular issue. I think the way this, and I read the rest of the story the school kind of came back and said, or the school in the district said, hey, maybe the wording wasn't correct on that. 
uh, perhaps it wasn't the teacher's role to say no more dating, right, um, and cut that off. But maybe they did cross a boundary by telling them, the, the students themselves directly, you need to end your relationships. I'm kind of with the mom and with the teacher saying kids at that age probably shouldn't be having relationships, right? And, and now I remember when I was a kid, it was, I'm, will you go with me? Right. And that was the thing. I don't know where we were well, going. Go out. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. But we were going, mm-hmm. going steady. I don't know what that meant. But and it was all innocent. Uh, the notes were passed. Right. Now they text each other, unfortunately. But the reality is, is there is some legitimacy to uh, dis- uh, minimizing the disruption of instructional time when these little girl in the corner is sobbing and little boy over there is sad when that relationship fails. But as a measure to prevent heartbreak, I just think as parents and teachers, we want to prevent all the heartbreak in the world for our kids. And I have three kids and my oldest is nine and he's in fourth grade. So coming up right. It's, uh, beware. The, he's going to have relationships. Now, I know. And, and I just think if nothing else, I'm trying to keep an open line of communication. But Preventing heartbreak is not my job as a parent. You want to. You want to prevent heartbreak. You I want, want them to have all the worst experiences yeah. possible because life is hard. Mm-hmm. And so I try to torment my kids with all the most difficult things, including heartbreak in the classroom. Right. And they say that, grade. what is it? You, you get five heartbreaks before you find the real one. Get get some of those out in elementary school. Those ones get don't really out count. of the way. Yeah. Right? Get yeah. the bad ones out. And When there's all the other drama that comes with relationships are not really in full uh, mode at that point in time. It's just a, a, a fairly innocuous, innocent. Right. Yeah. So my take on this is I, I if if my son came home or any of my sons came home, I got a kindergartner, second grade and fourth grader came home with a note saying they were banning dating. I would think, man, don't you have better things to do? As a well, more? but I get it from the teacher's perspective, because maybe the appropriate thing to do in that particular case would have simply been to, hey, parents, help us out with this. We need some help with the relationships. Some of these kids are getting really hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let them know that those things, I mean, I don't know anybody who met their fifth grade, the heart of heart romance in the fifth grade. I'm sure it's happened. I just know it didn't happen to me. No, I was 24 when I met my husband, a very mature age of 24, just barely out of elementary school. Uh, Yeah, I'm with you on this. I I do think that it's it's a line of communication, but just saying, end them in two to three days period yeah. and then what are the repercussions which they were going to end anyways right. in that exactly. probably that period of time like just saying. let that happen germanely all right let us know what you think five seven five zero zero when we uh come back after the next break we are going to be talking about uh well we're going to be recapping the show we're just going to be talking about some of these issues we're going to be referencing our facebook poll on whether or not scary we should be movies. talking about politics in the workplace scary movies all of it update uh, on the impeachment because we've got uh, more updating information here we go all right stay tuned coming up next on inside sources Coupon queen, savvy spender, smart shopper. That's me. I love saving money and getting a great deal. So I wanted a credit card that made the most of every purchase, like me. Security Service Federal Credit Union matched me with a credit card that's perfect for me and the way I spend. My Power Cashback credit card from Security Service gives me 1.5% cash back on every purchase, every day. That's 1.5% cash back on trips to the grocery store, date night with the hubs, clothes for the kids, and everything in between. Plus, there's a low interest 
rate for those times I need to carry a balance. And there's no annual fee. So I save even more. This card gets me. Get matched with your perfect credit card at a security service branch near you. Plus, you can walk away with your new card in hand, ready to use, so you can start earning cash back on every purchase, just like me. Membership eligibility required, subject to credit approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Cash back is earned on net purchases. Visit ssfcu.org for details. We're in the final days of Diamonds Direct's best offer ever. You have until Monday at 7 to take advantage of this. Five years, zero interest financing with nothing down on any purchase. It's been wildly popular all month long, but time is running out, and this extraordinary opportunity will not be extended. Pick any item, get zero interest financing for five whole years. And here's great news. To accommodate the extra demand, Diamonds Direct will be open special hours this Sunday. Get hours, directions, and details now at DiamondsDirect.com on approved credit. The five-year no-interest finance offer is on at Diamonds Direct. With a special focus this weekend on Takori. We've flown in entire collections of all-new Takori bridal and fashion jewelry. Direct from the Takori Design Studios in Los Angeles. And this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, you can choose your Takori handcrafted jewelry and get five years zero interest financing. Rings, bands, earrings, and more from America's leading designer. Make your California Takori dream come true this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And spread your payments over five years with zero interest on approved credit. Only at Diamonds Direct. At 6400 South. Amanda Dixon has a new co-host. I just love Tim. I met him in 1990. Longtime KSL anchor Tim Hughes. I actually trained her on the board 30 years ago. They're journalists. When we're interviewing somebody, Tim knows what the next question is because Tim knows the news. Bottom line, it's Amanda's not just intensity, but her intelligence and her knowledge when it comes to all things politics. They are friends. I guess the number one thing everybody asks me is, how much caffeine does that girl drink in the morning? We can talk news. We can talk kids. We can talk sports. Tim loves basketball as much as I love. He loves basketball more than I love basketball. I'm excited for the opportunity to be with her. She has really uh, meant a lot, not just to this radio station, but this community. I've never met anybody who loves Disney more than Tim Hughes. (laughs) Introducing Utah's Morning News. Now with Tim Hughes and Amanda Dixon. Weekdays 5 till 9 on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160. AM. With the three things you need to know this hour, I'm Lindsay Ertz. First, don't worry, we don't need snow plows for this weekend's storms, even in the higher elevations. But UDOT says they're officially getting them ready. And second, an accused serial stalker will stay behind bars on $50,000 bail for allegedly stalking teen girls. Chad Flitton is accused of following a group of teens through the Farmington Harmon's grocery store. And third, the intersection off of Timonogos Highway has reopened. You may notice big delays there still. UDOT is adding lanes to the bridge above the highway. It's 71 right now. Back to Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Inside Sources. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Inside Sources. I am your co-host Robin Garfield, filling the seat today uh, along with the very esteemed Ben Horsley from Granite School District. Um, taking you home. We're, we're almost about to hit the three o'clock hour. We'll start news with Jeff Kaplan and give you some real substantive uh, information as opposed to whatever it is we've been talking about today. Uh, I'm sure Jeff will come in with the meat of the day. Uh, ben, you told me earlier that you have a story you'd like to tell about a party you're going to tonight. So a shout out to my sister-in-law, Stephanie. Uh, she's having a, uh, I think she wants to call it her 27th birthday party tonight, but I'm pretty sure she's a lot older than that. I've turned that. 27 like six times. Well, so. oh, is yeah. that how that works? Uh-huh. That could be. Well, she, speaking of this whole 
concern over the Joker movie, you know, and the fact that they're worried about people where people are movie theaters are banning costumes, uh, worried that uh, there's some potential threats or concerns with respect to the the shooting that occurred during the other Batman movie. Um, and obviously sensitive to, to people's issues with respect to that, wanting to come have a safe, enjoyable time when they go to the movies. I will be going to a Downton party tonight, and they wanted us to dress up. Oh. Now, mind you, my wife had knee surgery um, a few weeks ago, and so she's still gimping around. So I was going to dress up as Anna, and she was going to dress up as Bates. Now, I have to tell you, I've, I saw the movie, but I've never seen a And I'm really horrified for you. of the show. Like, I'm, I'm probably going to have to give out a man card here or something, but I've watched every episode of Downton twice. And we recently, my How wife and I went through it there? all over again, just in preparation for the movie. It's like seven seasons, six seasons. I don't it's know. A lot there. Too many to. I loved the movie. It was beautiful, and I will watch Maggie Smith read the phone book. Oh, she's, she's... worth like like I said to you off the air. She's worth watching the movie, just uh, the show all in of itself. She's just spitfire and it's hilarious. So, um, in any case, I know you're all jealous, and you're not going to get to see me in an Anna costume tonight. Uh, but that being said. There are more serious topics to be addressing and wrapping up now, including the impeachment hearings, which, by the way, I'm seeing on the monitors in the studio here that uh, congressional recess is coming up. So now I'm kind of feeling like all this impeachment talk is really just to get some uh, score, some political points as opposed to a, hey, but I a legitimate see, concern. I did see some news story somewhere that they might not take a recess. What do you think about that? Ben? If they, they if they do not take the recess, I believe that Democrats are actually taking this serious. And and I think they should. I'm not saying they shouldn't, but let if there is legitimacy to this, if they truly have a smoking gun, then keep our congressional members back there. And I, I know Rob Bishop is cursing me right now on the air if he's listening. But get back to work and, and finish the work of the people if there's some seriousness to this. Well, and as you read earlier and kind of outlined the process of impeachment, this is not – they're not going to – meet tonight at 5 p.m. and have it done by 6. Yeah, this all of a sudden the, the president's not going to be escorted from the grounds no. and give up his ID and, and telephone and Twitter account all in one night. Nope. This is a lengthy process, and if there's some legitimacy to this, if, if national security has been violated, if the law has been broken, then take away your break and get back to work. Yeah, it, this is not going to go away on either side. I mean, Trump's not going to go down without a massive fight and Pelosi and, and the Democrats are they're they're gearing up. They're they're Otherwise, up the battle and Yeah, but is it and, is it legitimate bomb dropping? I mean, I know a lot of people in politics who walk into rooms, drop the bomb and then leave and watch everybody's hair on fire run around uh with like as you mentioned earlier with your head cut off. So, is this a legitimate concern or is this just politicizing uh, additional concerns with respect to the Trump and Pelosi yeah, where, ongoing battle. Where there's smoke, is there fire? Or are we just doing this? I mean, they threatened and threatened and threatened over and over again, impeachment, impeachment. And I will say on air, and I, I said earlier, I am a, a political moderate. I have no real dog in either of these fights. Um, in uh, fact, I voted either party with the last, and I will say, I, I don't know, there was one of the elections, and I will admit this as my civic duty, I voted, but I wrote, this is, I was younger. This is, I was maybe 20. Did you vote for Mickey Mouse? I wrote... <laughs> You are almost dead on. I voted for Donald Duck. Well, at least it was a Disney character. And I can't remember which election it was, but I I couldn't morally vote for any of the candidates a a while ago. But uh, I'm surprised it was a while ago because I I feel that way more and more. And I know I've been extensively involved in politics for a long time. And I see good people who walk away from this process because of of these types of things where we can't act or talk. As you mentioned on our Facebook poll earlier today. You can see that a lot of people just do not feel comfortable talking about politics in the workplace, 
Um, they don't feel comfortable in some places even mentioning um, any reasonable support of Donald Trump, whether you like his character or not. Um, because they're afraid of workplace reprisal. Yeah, we've got a lot of really interesting comments, and I'll read this one uh, from Angie. said, employers should remain neutral on politics. Uh, They have people from all sorts of backgrounds and all over the political spectrum. I think people should be adult enough to discuss politics anywhere they want as long as they aren't creating a disruption or unsafe work environment. And that's a hard line to get to. What what makes people feel threatened or attacked? Well, we obviously feel like there's a lack of respect. So, And listening doesn't mean you have to agree, people. We can listen to one another. We can respond. We can do so in a civil way, and we can be engaged. I drove four hours home from St. George with a friend of mine who is completely on the opposite political spectrum, and we had some really compelling conversations during that time. Yeah, I think uh, respect is key. Uh, Someone else said, depends on how well you know your employees. If you are friends, then I think it's fine, which actually – because you may be shooting off, uh, Trump's the worst or Trump's the best or Pelosi this or that. And the person sitting next to you may have a completely opposite view and they may feel threatened or attacked. So it is, it's good to be cognizant of who around you believes what. But I also do think there's a – in my industry, in journalism, we have an, a responsibility in the newsroom to be informed and right. to talk with our coworkers about what's going on. Right. Uh, we also have an obligation to be neutral on a lot of issues, especially if we're reporting it. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean we can't be impassioned and emotional about some of these issues. But, you know, for my work environment here, people are very, very respectful. And we know in KSL, you know, KSL and in Utah, there's so many people. People say, oh, Utah's just a conservative state. Not so, not not so. so. There's such a a broad rainbow uh, of different political views. And I think respect is the key. One more comment here I'll read. Someone said, it depends if your boss or company is far left or right and you don't agree with them. It can have an effect on raises, advancements, et cetera, even though it should Unfortunately, they're right. Yeah. All just depends. I don't think it's a yes or no question. Uh, absolutely. We just moved here from the Bay Area. And I'll tell you what, there are certain topics you cannot talk about, uh, for better or worse, in the workplace because they'll get you blacklisted. Well, some of these industries in particular have been a friendly or foe to certain types of political parties or causes or candidates. The uh, tech industry is known for being very anti-Trump or anti-conservative. Uh, right. And so that that's actually a legitimate concern. And why should – if we're respectful of each other, if we can listen to each other and try and understand different viewpoints, why should that have any bearing on your – uh, workplace status. Yeah, I just I drove out to Reno and back with my dad, uh, who I just loved. Dad, my dad and I are, are pretty much best friends. And like I said, he was 45 when I was born, did two tours of duty in the Vietnam War. Very right. different generation. Uh, he grew up in very different political views. And right at the beginning of the, the drive, I said, Dad, let's just not argue politics or religion. He said, why not? And then for eight hours, we argued politics <laughs> and religion. But you love and respect but each other. But I love other. and respect my dad. And him and I have been hashing things out since I was old enough to learn. You know, he got me through the Clinton years uh, with all of that and his take on that. And I do think, yeah, learning to be civil is so hard, especially on Twitter, where you can fire something off in an instant. Well, the and- veil of anonymity with social media, even just that uh, keyboard wall. Uh, really prevents us from uh, being kind and considerate and respectful of each other's perspectives. And we have just a few minutes left today. We did get a few texts in that I think are very sweet about our our segment we were talking about uh, earlier about dating in elementary school. Sure. This this person said, I met my wife in seventh grade. Oh, not too far off. Um, So that's not quite fifth grade. Uh, This person I love said, my daughter met her husband in fourth grade. He allowed others to dance with her. Uh, at elementary dances for 25 cents. <laughs> Serious. That That's not just smart. That's super smart. Like, you know the girl, you've identified her, you're good to go. But at the same time, 
uh, making a little cash on the side, right? I think that's really sweet. My parents met. My mom was 17. My dad was 18. They got married um, about a year and a half later. They were married. My mom passed away last year, but they were married 59 years. So age, you know, I, I'm not saying that fourth grade. Uh, those budding romances shouldn't be squashed by teachers is what you're saying. Sure. Yeah, I wouldn't uh-huh. say get married in fourth grade. Hey, we need that parental engagement component. We always do. Whenever there's an issue in the classroom, parents actually can be a really resourceful tool in resolving them. So, hey, let those uh, romances flow appropriately. Uh, but at the same time, I, I thought it was hilarious to hear my son being like, Let's do this yeah, on garden, the assignment. Garden is turf. That's right. Uh, um, so we've covered a lot of uh, different topics. We have about a minute and a half left here. The other thing we touched on was the importance uh, of flu vaccines in uh, the upcoming flu season and whether or not we're going to have a bad year, a good year. I thought it was really interesting to hear how It's they still play. a gamble. We all know that. But mm-hmm. better error on the side of caution. And if you're afraid of the needles, then do what I do, which is just get the mist thing what, what do they call that? The it's nasal... The nasal... Something or other, nasal spray. Sure. Um, so we talked about that. We also talked with Jim Bennett uh, about the United Utah Party is having a uh, tax reform summit tomorrow. Uh, I hope we didn't put anybody to sleep while driving <laughs> on the road when we discussed that. I, I thought it was important to understand uh, the view pr- uh, viewpoint of the importance of tax reform, but uh, coming to some pragmatic solutions and the need for it. Hey, nobody likes taxes. You may as well uh, exert your voice and give your opinion on taxes. But uh, with that, we're, we're going to head out in just a minute. Ben, what are you doing this weekend? You got a Downton Abbey party? Uh, Downton party tonight, and uh, hopefully I will be up in Logan coaching a little baseball tomorrow. In the rain. Uh, but the rain is uh, putting it, dampening my spirits for sure. Well, as for my family, we've started a beautiful tradition on Friday nights where we, I, we watch our scary movie after the kids go to bed. But we have been cycling through 80s comedies, uh, the appropriate ones. So what's, what's on uh, tap tonight for tonight? Tonight is Sushi and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, classic in and of itself. Yeah. Can't uh, go wrong with last that. Last weekend we treated... Bueller, my, Bueller. This wasn't a comedy. Uh, we treated my kids to Return to Oz, uh, which I've been told is maybe a parenting fail, but they loved it. So anyway, with that, we are going to uh, be played out by Jeff Copeland, Kaplan, who's coming on next for our or afternoon. Copeland. Or Either Copeland. Way. <laughs> play, us, play us a song. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Robin Garfield with Ben... With Ben Horsley, we'll catch We're you later. We're out. Live breaking news now on the mobile app for KSL News Radio. Listen at home or anywhere you go. Brought to you by Any Hour Services, KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City, KSL News Radio. This is Utah's news station. Good afternoon. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.